0: 10 Minute Tales from the Road. That's us, my friend. I'm Doug Wallace from TravelWrite.today, helping you make every holiday minute count. Okay, yeah, I'm getting a little sick of the music too, but you don't have to think it out loud. Music's not free, you know. I enlisted the help of a few Western Canadians for this episode's how to, and I'm sure some of you Americans will also be able to relate. To how to get your snowbird ducks in a row. Number one, write a checklist of things to shut down or turn down furnace, water, hot water tank, etc. Unplug the central vac, the dryer, TV, phone, Wi Fi. Unplug everything from the wall that isn't necessary. Plugged in things suck up power even when they're not being used. Is that a myth? I'm just gonna go with it. Number two, clear out the fridge of anything that will spoil. A no-brainer. Put all dry foods that may expire in the freezer. Number three. Rig up a few lights. Set some lights inside to go on at dusk so pesky burglars will think you're at home watching the hockey game. An outside light, too. My sister has a light set up with a red bulb that will glow in the window if the furnace goes out. She's very clever. Enlist a neighbor to watch that your power's on. Number four. A home security system will make you feel more secure. Maybe get one that also monitors the detection of heat and water. When we burn the toast at home, the nice nest lady reminds us that the alarm will sound. The alarm is loud. Number five. Set up your mail to be forwarded down south or get a family member to pick it up. Canada Post will forward your mail anywhere in the world, apparently but uh, I have no idea how much that costs. Probably lots. Flag your post office box or house mailbox so that you don't get any flyers to just bulk it up. Just mail with your name on it. Number six. Set up all your bills so that you can pay them online if you haven't already. Number seven. Is your passport up to date? Will it expire while you're away? Check and check. Number eight. Make sure that your travel insurance will cover you for this extended time away from the house. My travel insurance, for example, only covers trips that are up to 16 days long, I think. Anything longer than that, and I have to make a special arrangement. Be sure your insurance includes everything you need it to, i.e. read the fine print or call the insurer and ask a million questions. That's what they're there for. Number nine, pills. Make a date with a pharmacist. make sure you have enough of your medications while you're away, plus an extra week's worth just in case. As we know, I pack things like Tylenol 3s, antibiotics, skin creams, the works. And number 10, make sure somebody has your snow or you'll be hearing it from the city about all those broken hips. Our first ever trip to Newfoundland and Labrador this summer was everything everyone said it would be. Fun, relaxed, gorgeous scenery, lots of nice food and most important, extremely nice people. Like Ireland nice. That's nice. We specifically went to spend a few nights at the famous Fogo Island Inn and what a perfect experience front to back. The hospitality is so warm. It's like you're at grandma's house and she's letting you do everything you want and then gives you buns and molasses. There are wood-burning stoves in the rooms and colourful locally made quilts and wooden furniture. The whole place is part of a giant local charity with all of the inn's profits going back into the Fogo Island community in some way. Since we came back, everyone has been asking me on Facebook, how do I go to Fogo if I can't afford the inn? Well, you stay at one of the little guest houses and B&Bs for what really is a very well-spent three or four days. We started our trip in St. John's, staying at the Inn at Mallard Cottage in the Kitty Vitty Village area. I just like saying that. Highly recommended all around. Same kind of white painted wood walls and floors spiced up with colorful furniture and fabrics. Little breakfast tray waiting outside the door when you get up in the morning. The restaurant across the road is one of the big destination restaurants in town and booked solid. So before you go, visit mallardcottage.ca. And yes, there were ducks. Okay, here comes the downer part of the program. I'm that guy who always has a safety net of some kind, a Boy Scout ready for emergencies, right? Because every once in a while, and usually when you least expect it, you're going to run into a travel emergency of some kind. And I'm not talking emergency champagne or emergency condoms. I mean drain-the-blood-out-of-your-face emergency. Knock on wood. I've been pretty lucky over the years, but hundreds aren't. Travel is mostly fun and games, until it isn't. So, further to the snowbird list. Make sure you have the appropriate travel insurance. I also have scuba diving insurance. And we top up rental car insurance abroad, because... You just don't know how you're covered, even in familiar places like the UK. We also travel with all of our important info in the cloud somewhere. JPEGs of our passports, driver's licenses, any essential info that would be lost if our knapsacks were lifted. But the biggie is losing your passport or your luggage or everything you own except your shirt. Like, what if somebody robbed you completely, even your shoes? Canadian consulate to the rescue here here's the message. Make sure you travel with the address, phone number, and email address of the Canadian consulate in whatever city or country you're visiting. The Ottawa Embassy lets you call collect 613-996-8885. Here is another biggie you need to memorize. If you are in total trouble, like You fell asleep at some guy's house and wake up on a mattress in the corner of a parking garage with a big bandage over your kidneys. The email address is sos at international.gc.ca. Seriously, memorize it. Say it with me. SOS at international.gc.ca. And speaking of SOS, there was this couple recently on a flight I was on. Traveling with their two kids, I don't know, maybe eight and ten. And you could just see they were all going to be trouble. Carping at each other down the aisle, stowing hand luggage and taking forever, holding up the line, oblivious to everyone and everything. Then yelling at the kids during the flight and being verbally cruel to each other. It was kind of abusive and uncomfortable. Everybody's looking around. But then the mom, who was behind me, started putting her knees up on the back of my seat, like kneading my lumbar with her knees sitting cross-legged. I had to stand up and look at her directly. I'm like, I can't say anything because I'm just too Canadian, but you're a fucking moron. Then later, she puts her bare feet on both my armrests, which I had to bash with my elbows so she would take them down. Lady, if you're listening to this podcast, I still hate you. And... No wonder your husband hates you. And for the rest of you? Canadianness equals conscientiousness. And don't ever forget that. That's a piece of my mind, however small. I guess today's moral is twofold. Choose your spouse extremely carefully, and or buy your trashy self a bus ticket. I guess so worked up. Don't get me started about the streetcar. Find more travel inspiration at travelright.today. Thank you for listening and for keeping your feet on the damn floor where they belong.